If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the Goat Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a goat, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville. Welcome to another episode of the Goat Consulting Podcast right here in studio in VC Productions in Nashville, Tennessee. We've got a great show for you today. We are the we Goat do. Consulting Podcast. We serve it up like Waffle House. We serve it up in the way that you can get it. I'm going to do this after our, during our this show. I mean, I have to set the stage. This I oh. know people get upset about it, but we are the Goat Consulting Podcast. We're all about stages of life, business, and relationships. In our 20s, they teach us to get in the game. In our 30s, they teach us to move up in the game. In our 40s, we try to stay in the game because those 30-year-olds are so damn good. In our 50s, what the research says is we finally ask ourselves, what is it that I really want? Goats in sport are easy to see. They're recognized for their greatness. They elevate the play of those around them. But in business, it's people that compete on unique perspective, unique education, unique experience, and unique style. I like it. What they do gives them energy. It gives other people energy, creates new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity. And we are excited about this show today because it represents a long time coming. It represents. Yes, it represents a hundred in the can. This is it. And uh, Tyler Fittingly is not here today. He's out. Yes. He's out pitching deals. So we uh, we do wish that he was here with us. But always at the table, my good friend John Byers. He is the calming force to our show. We call him the LinkedIn Whisperer. Uh, he does love his University of Georgia Bulldogs. Did you see that um, Corey, uh, the guy that sings uh, "When I Was 21"? Have you seen that? I have. He came up with a new version. Did you see that at uh, the end? No. Never had to do Are you this okay? Before. What's yeah, happening? I had to put my glasses back on. Okay. I don't have it with me, but Jack sent it to me. It's really yes. cool. Okay. It's about being in his 40s, and <laughs> I've, I've got to find it and send it to you. Uh, today is all about looking back and then about looking forward. Okay. And, this is episode uh, 100. Have episode you said that 100, yet? Yes, episode 100. I'm a little drained. You know, I mean, we put these things in the can, and it requires a whole lot episodes. more. It requires a whole lot more work than we thought. But you thought it would be fun to take a step back and add a hundred and things we've learned along yeah. the way. Um, There's been a lot. <laughs> yeah, some lessons learned. Um, the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations. Uh, how different it is from when we started to where yeah. we are today. I mean, we're we're. 55 hours of content that has been recorded hours. and i mean if you put if, out into the world if we die tomorrow that will still be there and that's it exciting will. that's exciting yeah did well, you some, know some of it in fact we we probably more like <laughs> we're probably more like 60 hours of content and, and three entire batches of shows that we've recorded that yes. we've had to do over again uh over the course of um what two and some year August, I think, was the first time we recorded 2020. As I said, lesson learns, bumps August along the way, ups and downs. 60 plus hours of studio time total. Yep. And, uh, you know, here we are. Here we Episode are. Episode 100. Shout 100. out to Carl, who got this thing started over in the borough. Yep. It's Pod Studio One in Murfreesboro. Yes. Humble beginnings. Yes. Thank you, Carl. 
You you hold the crown for the most lost episodes that we've recorded or batches, which was two. Uh, VCE is only is only one uh, so far. So here we are. John and needs to go back and watch some of his Brene Brown videos and the shaming that he's doing. Well, right it's still now. a little raw. It's still a little raw. But you know, nothing uh, that donuts. Uh, particularly five daughters donuts. Five daughters donuts. The the hundred layers for for a hundred episodes. When and you when thankful you, for that. When you think about like of the hundred episodes, are there a couple that stick out to you? Oh, for sure. That are memorable. I've already got number one. It's okay, hands what down. Is that? What is so it? I, I started this podcast. I said I wanted to do it for selfish reasons. Okay. Uh, and selfish reason number one is I found myself performing, and not learning. Hmm. And, and so, uh, this forces me, um, to engage in the content in a way that you have to be actively participating in it. And so I, I know that you probably question that, but, <laughs> yes, uh, I could go sometimes. through, I could go through every episode and you could bring it up and I will tell you actively tell you some of the things that I learned along the way. My number one followed by my, my number two, Okay. my number one, see if you can guess what it is. Oh gosh. What episode was it all about you? Did we have one of those? No, no, it's, <laughs> no we should. That's a, that'd be a really good one. With Jim Cripps, you, you said, I, I need a whole episode about me. You said that. Did I really? Yeah. That would be good. Davey, add that to the list. You got it. So what is your number one? Uh, my number one is Jason Pfeiffer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> why, how, why is I know, that? What, what makes well, you say that? Well, because he reminded me, and, and I had forgotten about this, but... Two things, uh, three things. Okay. Opportunity set A, opportunity set B, vertical mm-hmm. thinking, horizontal thinking, pattern matching, and pattern stacking. Yes. To me, that is the foundation of everything that this podcast is about. Yeah. My whole life has been about opportunity set B. My whole life has been about thinking vertically versus horizontally. My whole life has been about patterns. And he, I'd forgotten that. And he reminded me of that. And so that to me is, uh, is number one. Number two is, uh, Anna Papalia and disruption. Okay. And, and I think that we live in a world where you choose to either get paid for your value or not your time. And here is somebody that woke up one day and said, we are not doing this the way that it needs to be done. I'm Mm. going to disrupt the industry. And not only does she provide value for those people that are choosing to engage in the interview process, she she provided value and insight and clarity and focus and direction for those people that are interviewing other people. So what an incredible way to add value for both sides of it rather than just one. Those are the two, and I know they're recent, but yeah. truly, I look back doing my preparation for today. Yes. And those two stood out to me the most. So I started making a top 10 list and I got to 14. And before I said, I just got to stop because these were the top 14 that I came up with. And I'm going to just. And, la- and let me just go ahead and say this because I need to get this off my chest. Okay. If I did prepare at the level that you did, you wouldn't be able to you, say the things that you say. The, you wouldn't be able to have the camera time that you have. So I want you to think about that as you go through this. And audience, that's how you make a terrible excuse for not preparing. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I came up with 14. And I'm going to rapid fire through these because I don't camp on them very long. But I'm going to name the episode uh, number with it. If you're listening and you want to go back and check out any of these, these are all real. I mean, we'd like to think most, if not all of them, are really good. There's always some good takeaways. 
But uh, I wrote down, obviously, number one. I mean, don't let the start stop you. Episode one. I remember talking about Tupac. I remember, you know, the Jerry Maguire moment, 35. That's how old, you know, I was right around that stage when I kind of, we started this thing. Yeah. And uh, episode five was a lot of fun. I can't believe it was just episode five, but 2020, bless your heart. You remember that? I do. Um, it I was do. it was this episode where don't send me your hate mail, but I kind of liked 2020. And not in a way that some of That's us right. weren't hurting, but in a way like I could have taken a 13th month that year because it was great. And if you want to know more about that, go back and listen. Now, episode 12, why E.T. ET ate Reese's Pieces and not M&M's. You remember that? Uh, M&M's basically gave Spielberg the finger when he went to them asking to have M&M's in there. Uh, and uh, Reese's stepped up, and that's a cool episode. To that was a great episode. Episode twenty with Mel Gravely, that was really good. That was one of the maybe the first, maybe a very few goat moments that uh, emerged in that particular episode. One of I the, remember we had a little we had a little recording issue there. Well, yeah, little, it was little feedback. You know, Pod Studio One had some of that. Yep, yep. Um, but Mel was fantastic. I'll talk about him maybe later on in this conversation too. Episode twenty-five, love it or list it. Um, we that was a fun episode when everybody was remodeling homes and that kind of thing in twenty still are twenty twenty twenty-one. And I talked about our contractor that did some work, Jose. And I remember it. I got a voicemail. The the evening that that episode hit and it was from his wife and I still have it on my phone. I remember this. And it's like two minutes long of her saying how she listened, how much she appreciated someone recognizing his gifts and just talking about it. And it's just one of the coolest moments. I I look back on the show for me and I, I was, it made me think, man, some of the work that we're doing is really meaningful and it matters to the world. And so that was really cool. Uh, episode 33, 34, which was uh, with Chris Nissick and Dan Grebe, the only person on the planet to one. ever finish an Ironman and also have Down syndrome. Uh, it was so cool. 1% cool. better. He talked about how he wants to marry a hot blonde. Who doesn't? And, uh, well, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you did. You, Congratulations. You. Yes. Uh, he also talked about fake pain. I don't know if you remember that part I, of Fake that. pain and real pain. I Is remember, this fake pain or real pain? I remember that part of the episode, that moment he had within like a few miles left of his Ironman in 2020. So good. Uh, episode 4041, Eric Moses, who sat mm. right here for that. Uh, he was new to Nashville and took over NASCAR in Nashville. And that took was a over super Nashville. Call. It was it was one of the first moments I think in my life where I re, where I thought you can he had a he has a confident humility about him. Yeah. And I had never thought of someone having that in a way bef- that I think of Eric. And now I mean he's he's left Nashville two years after being here and gone to be the CEO of the Fiesta Bowl. Humility and will. Paradox. Yeah, and he would credit that to his time here on the Goat Consulting no, Podcast. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, episode 42, 43, Charlotte Farmer. Well you, you were on a sabbatical for Charlotte yes. Farmer. But yes. the, the, the product of that beautiful conversation was trust as a currency. Mm. And uh, it was a beautiful conversation, so much fun. Episode 54, 55, Sally McRae. Uh, the Nike sponsored runner bad who water won bad water in uh, 2021 I think yeah um, 
Maybe it was, yes, 2021. Maybe it was 22. It, nonetheless, she the, the part that I remember from that was when she said, I had to realize that I could not grit my way through that race, which, by the way, was 130 miles through the desert to California with 130-degree temperatures. Without shoes, if I remember that right. Is that right or no? Am I making that up? No, that was... Um, Somebody you know, yeah, I was the first guy to run the marathon. They had ran it back without shoes back then. Crazy. So <laughs> Sally McRae, Tough Was Not Enough. It was beautiful. Tough Was Not Enough. Episode, uh, episode 62 with Sean Henry. We talked about the neck brace of shame. That we was pulled really that good. Out the meeting. That was really good. If you don't know what that means, you got to go back and listen to that one. And then, uh, you know, episode seventy-four, we talk about the layers of intelligence and crazy. Uh, we ate crack pie on that episode. You brought that thanks in. to Christina Tosi and her beautiful uh, business. To tear up. Yeah, Joe Calloway joined us as a guest host on that episode I, as well. He's he's in the top three. He is super me. good. I didn't prepare. Uh, episode 80, Going Bananas with Jesse Cole. One of the probably pound for pound the most nuggets in any given episode we've done out of the hundred. Yeah. I feel like every word out of his mouth was a sound bite yeah. and was super meaningful. Like uh, He talked about money doesn't excite me, ideas excite me. We, t- we talked about innovation Disney. is about, f- about falling in love with a problem. And just and becoming obsessed about it. Yeah, great. Then, then shortly thereafter, Jesse Cole, we had Jason Pfeiffer, uh, <laughs> one of yours, right, which you talked about. Then episode 89, Randy Huth, uh, smell the roses, blow, blow out, out the, the candles. candles. I mean, so good. He brought us dirt from the Little League World Series. And he's still, I mean, at the moment, number two uh, in the U.S., number four on the planet, and his Little League team out of Nolensville. Also brought us a signed ball. So, you know, those are just a few of my favorites. You did you did prepare. Really, really loved it. I also wrote down some favorite goats along the way, but I thought maybe you could share some I, of that you, you remember. Know, well, I mean, Mr. Rogers, in my mind, one. is is the goat of all goats. I mean, I've said kiss. Um, well, you and I have met Darius Rucker. Mm. I mean, I, together. Hootie was a goat for me. I think I shared yeah. somewhere along the way. Yeah. I mean, Zima stands out to me as yep. I got Zima on here. As a, as Favorite a, goats. This is a big one. Mr. Miyagi, was, Mr. Miyagi. A, was a goat. Yeah. Actually brought, they're not here, they're over in that chair, but all of my notes from all the episodes except the first couple, they're sitting in the room with us. Yeah. So I went back. Tupac, uh, that was fun. Bob Ross. Which is also you're on a Bob Ross kick for a while. Which is also your uh, picture on my, yeah, on your phone. On my phone. Yeah, uh, conjunction junction. That was another goat. The, What's the conductor. your function? King James. One ah, of, one of the very few goats that I've had and has also been on the show. King James. Interesting. Yep. Chris Nissick was one of those. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Cole. Uh, Walter Carr was a great goat. Brian Huddleston's. Uh, oh, the goat. Uh, and then also we end up having him on the show as well. Fantastic. Uh, who, you know, walk walking to work, the 20-some mile trip to work. It's a fascinating story. you got to pick that up. Of course, Chris Nissick talked about him. Ted Lasso had we're a cool a Ted episode. Lasso kid for a while. Yeah, he opened up, I think, season two. Of course, Woodstock 99, John McClain was a goat, Alex Honald. Remember this one? Um, Andre Agassi's wig, not mm. – Andre Agassi, but his wig. What's your famous saying? Take off. Take off the wig. Take that off episode the wig. 68 on image management. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And James Clear. 
I think I've he's been on almost every episode we've done. The author of Atomic Habits. If you hang out on my LinkedIn page for more than like you see it. two seconds, he's there. And uh, you don't rise to your goal, goals; you fall to your systems, habits, habits. Yeah, Richard Simmons, huge. He was the goat for consistently, Aaron consistently. Oh, I, Aaron O'Priya's episode. That's another thing. Let me just say this: the people that we've met. That's so cool. Man, we've met so many cool people yeah. along the way. And that, that to me is, is uh, and, and they're, they're stories that, you know, it's like Bill Murray and Stripes. It's the stories you tell. It is. You know? And and don't forget Richard Simmons, his video, uh, like yourself, eat healthy, and squeeze your buns. That was his saying in life. He's come out, by the way, like back into the public since that episode. Absolutely, just yeah. barely. Yeah. And then, of course, Stephen James and his non-goatness. That was a that it's was so a meaningful. Good. And the tape, put your put your guns up. Put your put your gun away, put Tyler. Your, your guns Speaking up. of Tyler, Tyler's first ten goats, I think, was Where's his dad. dad? Yeah. yeah, yeah, still are. Yeah. Well, and, hey, made him who he is. You know. I wonder if his dad misses, uh, you know, all his times he's supposed to be in a podcast. If his dad has missed as much <laughs> as Tyler. What, what about oh. what about some of your favorite stories from episodes? I wrote that down as well. Like hmm. as you're looking back on your notes, um, mm-hmm. I've talked about the 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 moment where John David was. We said he couldn't go to a friend's house to sleep over. He said, "No, I'm going anyways." He went, called us t- oh, two yeah, hours yeah, later. Yeah. Was so yeah, was distraught. so eaten up at himself yeah. for not listening, and yeah. and said he would walk home in the rain yeah. if we wouldn't come and get him. And you let him? Uh, no, I went to get him. I wanted to make that. Yeah. I wanted to make that up. <laughs> the, I let the, him do it. The sink or swim story. I think I shared that about you oh, know, how yeah. I learned how to swim. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I remember this one too. When I think this was a Valentine's episode, maybe last year, where we talked about. Simon Sinek's definition of love, giving someone the power to destroy you and trusting they won't use it. Damn. That was a good one. That was worth the preparation right yeah. there. Simon Sinek's definition of love, giving someone the power to destroy you, trusting they won't use it. I think that was t- uh, 2022 Valentine's Day or week episode. That was that was powerful. We, we've also lived through Max... Um, knowing that the toilet was overflowing in his yeah, bathroom. and did nothing about it. And thought, well, I can't fix it, so I'm just going <laughs> to go on with my life. And it caused $30,000 worth of damage uh, to our upstairs <laughs> bathroom. Have you, have, you, and, have you revisited that? You know, I remember sitting Max down and said, Max, leadership is everyone's responsibility. Yeah. And that means everyone's stepping up, lady. even if you don't know how to fix the toilet. you got to, like, Get some help. I would love to have been there for that one. Oh, God bless him. I think my favorite story is that, that I've, I've told so many, but Jack and his Chick-fil-A app, you know, mm. just being able to hit a button, goes to Chick-fil-A, no human contact, mm. hits my credit card, gets his food, thinks that's reality. Mm. Yeah. It's one of my favorite stories. What makes that your favorite? Uh, I think it typifies the the real challenges that we have in in the world today, and getting people to see that there's a whole lot more to it than checking an app and having it all ready for you and mm. waiting. I yeah. wish it were that way. This um, podcast, I think, is very similar. Is very similar to that. I think about um, 
like the way that you rattle off. We're going to do a two, two segment. In, we're going to do a two segment interview. Here's part one. Mm-hmm. Share a goat. Define. Do it. Do it. Just watch how simple this is compared to when we started. And you said we couldn't do this. So when you when you talked to him today, you said so. Here's segment one. Do, do it just like how you did it. Yeah, I think it's it's a certainly evolved, right? So yeah. Part one it, when we typically have a guest, and I always tell them, look, we hold loosely to this agenda, right? Because yeah. the best conversations we ever have go off script. Yeah. However, what it what it might have some iteration of is. We're going to open up. We're going to ask you a couple of questions. Two questions. We're going to maybe lean into childhood your memory. favorite childhood memory. Yep. A, defining a moment. Defining moment before you before 35, 35. right? Yep. Give us your definition of a goat and share a goat. Definition then we tip, goat, we goat. typically wind the, that episode down Shut at that down. moment. Yep. Unless you're with a Jesse Cole or a, a Jason Pfeiffer. Some call him Justin. Yep. And, That's his brother. Yep. And Twin we... Brother. You know, only have 30 minutes. We have to put everything on fast forward, right? So yeah. typically post, you know, pick back that conversation up. Yeah. We go into a main topic. We hit the things we think and do not say. Yep. And then we wound down with uh, five songs. It's a great format. Yeah. You know, I watched that video, The Things We Think and Do Not Say. I watched it like probably 10 times. Um, I always watch it in classes. And in that in that video, I, I, knew, I noticed something that I'd never seen before. He's He's listening to all these things that are in his head, mm. all this noise and blurriness. Yep. And he said, I, I hated myself. Mm. And then he says this. Now, look look how cool this guy gets it. He goes, no, I hated my place in life. And the only way that that character can get out of the place that he is in his life, where I think a lot of us find ourselves, is the things we think and do not say. So he, he makes that mission statement. Yeah. Do you remember? He, he calls down there and he goes, Hey, yeah. just check it in. Those gone out yet. <laughs> but doesn't he in the, that moment where you're talking about, doesn't he also say, I wanted to be my father's son again. He says it prior to that. You know what that takes me back to? And I've shared this in an early episode. I think the episode, one of the, maybe in one of the first five episodes we did where we talked about, um, Cobra Kai versus yeah. Um, yeah. whatever the yeah. other one, right? the LaRusso uh, versus Cobra Kai, whatever. There is it was, no right? fear in this dojo. Yeah, but, but my goat was was not. I think it might. It was either Miyagi for that, or it was certainly as a part of that. The moment at the very end, which I think this is exactly what Jerry Maguire was saying when he said that, is that moment at the end when LaRusso has has bout is, is about to concede the tournament to Cobra Kai because of his leg. And he asked Miyagi the question we all want to ask. And maybe we hold it in some way for all of our life. But we all he asked Miyagi, do you think I could have won? Mm. And Miyagi says, it doesn't matter. And he says, no, 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 I know. But do you think I could have won? Like he just wanted someone to tell him. Yeah. Yeah. And he tells him, yes, Daniel son, you yeah. could have won. Yeah. And then he... You know, claps a hand and he rubs it, puts it, puts it on his knee. Yeah, you do need that. Uh, One other quick story it made me think about. I had this written down. I was going to pass over it. But when you talked about Jack, maybe the the anti-story of that is I've shared this uh, when I would give Vanessa a hard time for making the boys lunch, particularly John David, because he never yeah, was expressed it. gratitude yeah. or kind of became to expect it, right? Like, yeah. like hit the Chick-fil-A app. Yeah. And I remember one day she said, do you know why I make his lunch? And I'm like, well, because maybe he can't make it himself. She said, no, 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 like he can make it himself. 
I make it because that's how he feels loved. Yeah. And it doesn't have anything to do with how he responds. It's hard for me. Yeah. And it's uh it's I a see testament it. to how cool she is I see all at it. the same time. I see it. I see it. And I, and I want it. I, and all I want is Jack to go before he walks out the door and just grab it. I want him to turn around and I want him to hug her. And yeah, I want him to say same. thank you. You know, Me I too. really appreciate this. Yeah. The, you talked about the things we think. And I mean, not s- hug Vanessa. But yeah. Hug you know, maybe too. Maybe that too. <laughs> yeah. The things we think and do not say. I, I wrote down a couple of moments from that too. Um, the the first think and do not say moment that we that we had was with Rachel Layton, who was our very first mm. guest, and we talked about this. I, I remember saying, "Hey, I've, I've heard people. I've seen this meme. I guess this is how I put it. Uh, when I hope every little girl that's yeah. told she's bossy knows she has leadership skills." And I remember saying, "I think that's really dumb." Because I would never label anybody that's bossy as a leader. I said, tell me more about that, and is there this double standard? And we had this really cool conversation that that really helped me see that differently than I ever had before. Yeah. But that's early on. You can go back and listen to that. It's cool. We also had the Mel Gravely moment, which was really neat, too, where, where I remember asking him, I've heard people say, I have... My best friend is black. I don't see color. Mel, is that, do you want to be seen as a, as a black man? Like, or do you want to be seen as, you know, I, by the person that's, I don't see color. And I remember this, that conversation really marked me. And, um, what he said was whether I'm, I'm driving my Mercedes in my $3,000 suit or in my hoodie, I want to be seen as the same person. And it was this really cool conversation that has marked me when you talked about part of the reason to do the show is to learn. And man, I've just, I've evolved in such a way that I never would have imagined. Yeah, I, I have too. And, and, uh, it's hard to do this. It's, it's, it takes effort and work to, um, put all the pieces together. And I think collaboration is the stuff that greatness is made of. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you get people together that um, that all want to try to accomplish the same thing, the definition of a relationship is when two or more people get together, gather together through inter- interdependence towards a common goal. And that's when it makes a personal relationship, the interdependence and the common goal. And um, and that's the goal, to be interdependent, not, I, not independent. Yeah. And not even though that's kind of what the world tells us, be independent, right? Yeah. That's not the goal, and it's not to be dependent either. Yeah, it's to be interdependent. And the more that I've learned is, I think, I think, and I may, I, I may have to think further, but I think before you can truly be interdependent, I think you have to learn how to be independent. And and I think it speaks to what Jim Cripps talked about early on is having those having that adversity and fighting through it, and getting to the point where he used that adversity to stand on his own and then say. Now that I figured out how to stand on my own, I want to stand together with other people. I don't know. Mm. But, but speaking of learning, I one that one mm-hmm. other of the three things I wrote in the think and do not say moments, uh, John Donovan, mm. where he said, uh, "Training is for dogs, learning is for humans." Right? And I thought, wow, like that's really powerful because what do they call it in the in the corporate America? Training. We have training, yeah. right? And and he says we got to shift our mindset on how we think and talk about that. 
uh, we've had a lot of really great definitions of a goat. Like I, I, we ask every one of our guests to give us their own definition. Um, we've got master, a, a definition of a goat. This is how a few folks have said it. Joe Calloway, master obstacle remover. Mm. That's how that was in his definition. Uh, goats elevate everyone around them. We had a few folks that said that identifies and, and evolves their gift which is a version of kind of what Jim Cripps said today, too. But that came from Spencer Thompson, a good friend and Super future Bowl Super announcer. Bowl commentator. Uh, very similar. And I thought this was, and going back and looking, I thought this was really um, interesting that Jesse Cole and Jason Pfeiffer had very similar definitions of goats. Uh, Cole said goats get excited about ideas. And his goat, by the way, was Walt Disney. That's episode 80. Whereas... Um, Pfeiffer said um, they come to represent big ideas. So Cole, goats get excited about ideas, not money, is essentially how he put it, Where and Pfeiffer come to represent big ideas. If you remember episode 86, Jason Pfeiffer, his goat was Joshua Norton, who had claimed himself to yes. be the emperor of the U.S. and protector of Mexico. I, wish, I want to party with that guy. I mean, <laughs> With Joshua Norton? Yes. Yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> that was good. I mean, I think I might have known him in college. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, Robbie Allen says... Um, oh, Robbie Allen. Was episode 90, 91, CEO, 1GI, super cool episode. Uh, his definition was someone or something that forever alters that which comes after them. Yes. So beautifully said. Max Gerbo, uh, Goldberg, uh, episode 97, says it, it, a goat is an, it has an insatiable curiosity. And then Anna Papalia, I liked her, she says destroys. Goats destroy the status, status quo. Status quo, episode yeah. 95. Those so you don't really think I good. go back and listen, but I do. I do. Well... It's been a fun ride, and um, to we're going to close out with music. By the way, just like we've we've always done with our guests, yes. and we've never shared our. Yeah, own. I want to thank I want to thank Dev Digital for um, their mm. commitment over over the, the the time they spent with us. Uh, I want to thank uh, VC Production that uh, they, they come in and constantly provide a um, a level of professionalism and the work that they do. We couldn't do it without them, and and I want to thank you and Tyler. For, for making the time to do this. Um, this is fun for me. Uh, I hope it's valuable for the audience and look forward to continuing on. Yeah, and, and I think for me, like uh, to your point, I've, I love I, and I have continued to fall in love with the heart of what we've done, which is really connection and pulling people's stories out of them, right? right. Like everybody has a great story. Some are more boring than others. Um, and I feel like we've, we have just had some of the best stories, I think, on the planet, uh, on this show. And it's been so much fun. And part, one of the ways that we pull out those stories yeah. is, uh, is we get people to share their music well, with you, us. Yeah. And then I'm thinking about it. It's peeling the, peeling the onion back. It is. And you get all the way to the last inner core and what's the inner core? It's their music. It is. Right? What did, we we what get did, so what, much insight. What did that. Jim say? These are the three songs that I listen to mm-hmm. before I go out and yeah. bowl and bowl backwards, by the way. Yeah. So the, the inner of the onion all the way in the middle is the, is the music. So I just wrote, I mean, off the top of my head, a few I wrote down. Robbie Allen said DMX. It was CEO, 1GI, brilliant Georgia Tech grad, yeah. DMX. DMX. Uh, Sally McRae, this might be the most listened to song that I am an artist that I have picked up over the hundred episodes is NF. 
That was one of hers. Yeah, I brilliant, yeah. Uh, brilliant artist. Max Goldberg gave us some Wu Tang Clan, which that really connected well with me. Yeah. Uh, Stephen James said, "Awake my soul," which is actually well, I'll get there in a second. But that's Mumford and Sons, so good. Rachel Layton said, "Madonna," and you really at the very end of that, you sing a whole Madonna song at the end of that episode. So it go changed, back and Madonna listen. Madonna changed to my life. Uh, it was holiday. That's what you sang at the end of that episode. First time I heard that. I was, so, I was, what's your top? What's your top five? Uh, number one is Kiss. Oh, uh, Doctor Love. Okay. Uh, number two is Hootie and the Blowfish. I only want to be with you. Okay. Number three is the Eagles. Um, take it easy. Mm. Number four is the the Beatles. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Davy likes that. And um, number five is Neil Young. Um, old man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like mm. you. Mm. Have you seen uh. the one where, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tonight Show. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you seen the video where. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's such a good So video. good. Yeah. Davey, what's on yours? What would be a couple of your top? My top songs? Or what? Yeah. You want me to look? Songs, artists, you know, whatever comes to mind. I can look on my Spotify. As Davey's coming, bringing his up, um, what would be on Tyler's? I mean, he's not here, so we can completely make it up. It's we probably are. like Spice Girls or something. <laughs> all that I all that I want is another baby. Yeah, I don't think he listens to music, man. I think he's too busy. That That's wouldn't not a surprise thing. me very much. That's okay, not I a got thing. my, what my you top got? five. Okay, so number one, this is on repeat, like okay. right now. Uh, Nobody by Half Alive. Um, Invisible Things by Love, Good For Me by Double Camp, Photograph by Cody Fry, and Sprite by Coin. Okay. I'm old. I, know, I need to listen to They're all those. good songs. I bet you they we'll are. Have to, we'll have Davey's songs up on, on our website <laughs> later. Uh, here's my top five. Number five, Awake My Soul, Mumford & Sons, which uh, I think because I picked that up from Stephen James, and it's a incredible brilliant song that's worth listening to so i think that's creeped its way number four life goes on tupac <laughs> makes sense my number one ever goat shared on on this uh podcast number three uh who i am by need to breathe it's really good yeah number two heading south zach bryan it's fantastic zach bryan. and uh number one bring the pain method man huh. i don't know that it's very good. Wow, these I, I need to spend some time. These five are very insightful of my life right now. I think so. <laughs> it's the it's the last piece of the onion, right? There it is. A hundred episodes down. We we made it, and uh, it has been an incredible journey. I appreciate your efforts and energy Thank that you you've brought to the table. Yeah. Absolutely, Davey. Uh, we appreciate VCE. Um, we serve it up like Waffle House. We serve it up in a way that you can get it. We hope that you continue to uh, take an investment in us, and we'll continue to bring some emotionally compelling content uh, to you. It's about life, business, and relationships. And for Tyler Burnett on the road and John Byers right here at the table, I'm Colby Jubenville, and thanks for listening to the Go Consulting Podcast. Boom. Um.